Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox. I've been doing this for you for a year or so now, and I hope you're enjoying all of the wonderful people that we talk to and all of the informative stuff that they bring to the table. This week, another great episode, too. We're going to talk about sleep deprivation, epilepsy, and some new treatments that are out there, myeloma, uh huh, and rheumatoid arthritis. Looks like there's a new blood test out there that will help figure out what's going on with these autoimmune diseases. So stay tuned because you're probably going to find something that you did not know but needed to know. Coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Stay right there. We'll kick things off in just a moment. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Looking to make your garden fresh and new this spring? Quality Green Specialists in DeLand has what you're looking for. Fancy shrubs, large trees like magnolias and hollies, beautiful flowers like supertunias and azaleas, olives, citrus, peaches, blueberries, vegetables and herbs too. Enjoy gardening at its best. Select from our quality fertilizers and organics like azomite. Great plants, sustainable products. Friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, DeLand and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests, but Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. Wow, last night I slept so good, but I think I was just catching up from daylight saving time, and losing an hour of sleep does not help. It doesn't. Does it help Americans at all? I mean, we struggle so hard with our sleeping habits. I got some poor ones, of course, because I'm in radio and I'm like 24 hours a day doing stuff. Well, the National Sleep Foundation has shown that there's a direct relationship between you, sleep, and daily routines. And with that in mind, let's bring in John Lopos. Hello, John. Hi, good morning, Melissa. I'm glad that you got some good sleep last night. Yeah, I try. I really do try. What is the recommended hour? Uh, how many hours should we really get per night, you know? Well, National Sleep Foundation recommendations for most adults is seven to nine hours. So if you're in that range, you're doing pretty well. Nailed it. Cool. So tell us a little bit about the relationship between sleep and overall health, will you? Sure. That, well, that's been our mission at National Sleep Foundation for over 30 years, to help educate the public 
about how their sleep is directly connected to their health and well-being. And we know that if we're not getting enough of the quality sleep that we need, it it's, can lead to some negative health consequences, including things like high blood pressure, uh, depression. Um, sometimes it's impacting diabetes and people's control of their blood sugar. Um, and so the connection is, is real. It, it sounds real. I know it's real. I also know that my body does an awful lot of things, a lot of work in it needs to do while I'm resting, while I'm sleeping. I know you can confirm that. Uh, the body has to do stuff, right? We need to sleep. Oh, yeah. Sleep is a fundamental biological process for us. We go through different stages in our sleep. Those diff- different things happen in our bodies and our brains uh, during those stages. What we want America to focus on is how they can be their best slept self, and we've got recommendations that tie into our poll about how they can do that. Uh, first, um, things that we can do during the daytime. Um, we need daylight. We need bright light in the mornings and in the afternoons, and not enough, not enough of us are getting that. Uh, almost 50% of us are not getting the light that we need. There's also exercise. We need exercise to help with our sleep at night, and uh, there's a significant uh, impact uh, on our sleep if we're not getting the exercise. A third of us are actually too sedentary. And then another daytime activity or day, daily activity is when we eat our meals and the consistency of when we eat our meals. Four in 10 people aren't eating their meals at consistent times. So those are all things that impact our sleep at night. And there was one thing, Melissa, that was uh, very troubling in, in the results that we saw this year, and that is that almost 60% of us are still on uh, our screens oh. at night oh. when we should be sleeping. Now, what's the ideal situation for sleep? And I mean no screens, a little light in the room, um, TV going in the background. What's, what's the ideal situation? Seriously, John. Well, first, specific to screens, you should try to avoid screens within an hour when you want to go to sleep. But there are a couple of important things that we all can do uh, at night to help us get the sleep that we need and be our best left self. And that is starting with a, a wind down, a regular wind down routine that puts us in a calm state of mind that gets us prepared for sleep, uh, going to sleep at the same time, waking up at the same, same time, that regularity. You know, again, seven to nine hours of sleep for most adults is the sweet spot. The other thing is around meals. We shouldn't be eating heavy meals. Uh, too close to when we want to go to sleep, avoid nicotine, avoid caffeine, avoid alcohol within two to three hours of when we want to sleep. And finally, and this is to your question about other light, is having a uh, sleep-friendly bedroom environment. And that's an environment uh, that is quiet, uh, that is cool, and that is dark. You know, you can block out some of that ambient light that's also disruptive uh, for sleep. And back to the screens, we should be off our screens when it's time to go to sleep. Oh, it sounds great. So I'm talking with John Lopos. He's from the National Sleep Foundation. They just released new data. It's part of their annual Sleep in America poll. Can you tell us just a little bit about what you found? Right. So, again, there are things that we can be doing in the day and during the night to be our best slept self. And what we're emphasizing this year beyond what we normally say about the nighttime is what we need to do in the day. And, again, it's getting daylight, it's exercising, and it's having regular consistent meal times. Uh, and then, of course, staying off the screens when it's time to go you to bed. You can't say that enough, can you? Stay off those darn screens. Uh, John, where can our audience go for more information on sleep? Our website is vnsf.org. There's only one National Sleep Foundation, and we're at vnsf.org. I'd also encourage listeners to follow us on social media, starting with Instagram, uh, because they might qualify when they follow us. Um, for a giveaway for a bedroom makeover. Ooh, that sounds great. Thanks for telling us all about this, John Lopos. Appreciate you. Thanks for the chance, Melissa. Hope everyone gets the sleep they need.
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Kids are amazing. And at Florida Kid Care, we think their health care should be amazing too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can too. Apply today at floridakidcare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed, high. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age, it's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. It's Melissa Fox, and I've got a couple of interesting folks on the line. A doctor and a survivor, if you will. I call it a survivor because she deals with it every day. March 26th coming up, wear purple for Purple Day, supporting epilepsy awareness. Sarah Carlson is with us now. She's an epilepsy patient. You may remember her as a news anchor who was on air and had a seizure. Uh huh. We got Dr. Michael Smith as well. He's the director of the Department of Neurological Sciences at Rush Medical College. Welcome, folks. How are you? Great. How are you? They were fighting over who was going to answer first. I could, I could tell. Yeah, really. You know. All right. Well, ladies before gentlemen, I suppose. So let's start with Sarah Carlson and your journey. Epilepsy. When did that happen? When was this? And how did it change your life? Oh, my gosh, it changed my life and pretty much defined me at this point in a good way. It started uh, when, oh, gosh, back in 2008, I was a TV news anchor early, early in the morning. Um, you know, I'm newly single mother of two at the time, so I kind of figured I was just tired but feeling kind of funny. It took doctors months to diagnose me with epilepsy just because it was minor enough. I could still read that teleprompter and do my job as I was supposed to. Um, It then took doctors another couple of years to find that it was a brain tumor causing that epilepsy. So it was pretty remarkable. We then uh, were able to, I was able to continue anchoring, believe it or not, until um, suddenly, you know, I had that seizure that people, that that went viral, essentially. Um, People were sharing it and uh, I, I hid from it in a big way. I hid from it, and uh, now I'm one to say I want people to see it. 
I want people to talk about it because I want to raise awareness that epilepsy is something that um, isn't something to be afraid of, isn't something to be made fun of, and that too many people have it who are afraid to talk about it. I uh, met Dr. Michael Smith, gosh, several years ago, but a year and a half ago, he found a new medication on the market called Excopri, and I've been on that a year and a half, and I've been able to be seizure-free. So the turning point was when Dr. Smith said, hey, I got something that's going to help you out, and he was actually for real with it. Uh, the treatment journey sounds exactly. pretty structured, though. Uh, I mean, and you kind of downplayed how it went. Anyone who is actually, and right now people are Googling and YouTubing to try and find Sarah Carlson. And see, But the second seizure that you had on air, not only were you disoriented, yeah. but, I mean, just gibberish was coming out of your mouth and it, it was so scary to watch you but I can I can't imagine how it was while you were in the midst of this did you not know it was even happening uh, do you have any recollection of this I'm glad you asked that question because I sort of you're right fly over it as if it didn't happen a lot mm -hmm. of times there's a little bit of it's, it's a little traumatic for me and at first I was terrified when it ended. When I started reading that one news story, when it happened, I felt perfectly fine. I'd been having a good day, good sleep, you name it, anchoring next to a friend. And midway through the story, I felt something coming. It's not enough time to stop and point at her and say, okay, you go. So I tried and I tried and I tried. And if you watch it, you can see how hard I tried. Oh, it's and hard. then you can see the despair. And there's a, there's a face I make with my lips and everything. And mm -hmm. I was, I lost some consciousness, but at that time my seizures were evolving. So I knew it was happening and I was trying to fight it and only knew when it was over that it actually happened. So that sinking feeling of, oh no, not again. And an even worse sinking feeling of, and this just happened on the air. Let's turn to Dr. Michael Smith now. That's Dr. Michael C. Smith. Uh, can you uh, explain a little bit about triggers and treatment of epilepsy? So, so first of all, you know, a seizure represents uh, an alteration in behavior due to a short circuit in your brain. And the problem with seizures is that the brain uh, can strengthen them over time. So the more seizures you have, the more you get over time. And so our goals of treatment are stopping the seizures completely. No seizures, no side effects from medication to allow the person to have a, a full and normal life. Because as we know, if, if you, as it happened with Sarah, if, you, if you're having active epilepsy, you can't drive a car. And if you can't drive a car, often you can't work to your full employment. And again, so it, it dramatically changes the quality of your life. So our goals, again, are no seizures, no side effects. But again, there's up to 40% of patients uh, of the 3.4 million people in the United States who have active epilepsy, 40% are still not controlled. And so there's a huge unmet need. And as Sarah pointed out, uh, you know, the stigma of, 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 the, of the epilepsy and the fear that she had, can you imagine uh, a fourth grade student having a seizure in a full classroom, uh, a convulsion, and have that, that child will never be treated the same again by those, because those kids are scared of that. They, they don't understand it. And the fear that is generated from having uh, a convulsion is, is remarkable. And again, it sets up this, this really significant stigma of epilepsy. When, you, when you're scared of something and you don't understand it, you separate yourself from it. You stay away from it. Sure. And that's what happens to 
the, the patients with epilepsy. Indeed. I uh, actually grew up with an epileptic, um, and we, we, we all knew everybody was trained in the classes, but I'm from an, a, a very different setting than most public school situations. But we were aware. Everyone was trained. What happened? Stay away. You know, the, the wallet, watch make sure not choking, all these kind of things that the typical epileptic fit, if you can even use the word typical, Dr. Carson, or Dr. Smith. But, um, yeah, and then in college, again, I had an African-American friend who also suffered, and it's really hard to watch, but, it, again, I take it from the point, like, of Sarah, how, you know, how, God, how would I feel if this had happened to me, and, and how would everybody react to me, and, yeah, so help me, help me out. What can you do if you're a bystander or a witness? Like, I know, again, I was trained, but not everybody realizes what they're seeing and then instantly realizes what to do or not to do? That, that's, a, that's a really great question. And, and that's evolved, to be honest with you, because, you know, the idea, the idea of, you know, people were saying, well, you know, they, they bite their tongue, so I want to see if I can protect their tongue and I want to open their mouth. It, it turns out that that causes more harm than good. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of patients that their teeth have been broken, trying, people trying to open their mouth during a seizure. So the bottom line is, is if, if someone is having a convulsion, you come onto it, what you do is you, you first you, you try to stay calm. And it's hard to do because it's such an emotionally charged situation. You call for help. And then as the seizures, you, you get the person out of harm's way. So if they're banging against something, you, you move things away. And then as the seizure's ending, what you try to do is you try to roll them onto the side because during the seizure, you're not taking a deep breath. You're not, you're not breathing. Your, your, your muscles of your, of your rib cage are all tight and, and contracted. So what happens when the seizure ends, you take a, a big deep breath, and the problem is if you have blood or saliva in your, in your mouth, when you take that deep breath, you pull that down into your lungs, and you can get a pneumonia from that. Oh. And so, so first aid is really getting a person out of harm's way, observing, and then as the seizure's ending, you know, uh, be, be, be conscious of their respirations and roll them out to the side. That's Dr. Michael C. Smith. We're also talking with Sarah Carlson, one of more than 3 million Americans who lives with epilepsy. See, I didn't forget about you, Sarah. Who could forget about you, honestly? Your journey is awesome. Your advocacy work with people who are living with epilepsy is beyond reproach at this point. Helping to destigmatize the disorder. Uh, how are you doing that? Is this the Purple Day that we're talking about here? Absolutely. Purple Day is a huge part of this and wanting the community to learn more about epilepsy and destigmatizing epilepsy. Purple Day is March 26th. We want everybody in purple. I have my purple nails and purple shirt and purple dog collar, but don't expect that of everybody. <laughs> uh, the, goal is to, the goal is to have everybody talking about it. And it, it's a condition, a disease that is downplayed because of the fear of, well, what is it? And what should I do? And it's scary to see, and I don't understand it. Uh, Talk more about what it is. Ask people questions. I want people to ask me questions. Part of my advocacy is being here today, but also trying to uh, encourage people to ask me questions. I do that Wear a shirt. on a daily basis. Do you have a shirt, Sarah? I just realized you need a shirt that says, ask me about my epilepsy. Just do it. Yeah. Ah, Let's do it. Okay. I mean, it's it's too simple. It really is, and that way, it's already an invitation to a conversation. 
Ask me about my epilepsy. Absolutely. Okay, but Purple Day mm -hmm. is the 26th of March, and you wear purple as much as you possibly can. But also, you got to make yourself aware on any day, every day. You got to know what's going on around you. These seizures, the epilepsy, it's a chronic disorder and unprovoked seizures, recurrent seizures. One in 26 Americans is going to develop epilepsy or recurring seizures in their lifetime. Now, 90% of adults with active epilepsy, like Sarah Carlson here, take medication. And you found a new med through Dr. Michael C. Smith, who is also with us. Can you tell us just a little bit about that treatment journey? Yeah, I tried about a dozen medications. And 10 years into that journey, I was with Dr. Smith, who had given me hope that we were going to continue fighting to be seizure-free. And he said he'd heard of one named Excopri that he really wanted me to try. And when he said he really wanted me to try, I went for it. Uh, so about a year and a half ago, I started taking Excopri and I lucked out. Um, that medication had me seizure-free now a year and a half. I was able to drive again. Uh, I got my license back the day my 16-year-old daughter got her driver's license. Oh. Nothing like it. I, yeah. I feel a lot more like I can live my life again and go back and fight for those who don't have that uh, pleasure like I do. Well, I hope that a lot of people take advantage when they hear this interview. And I uh, want to, Dr. Smith to tell us where we can all go for some more information, not only about epilepsy and medications like Sarah's taking, but uh, just more information all the way around about epilepsy and how far we've come so far in this. Uh, this wow, it's just it's a chronic disorder. So, Dr. Smith, the information, please. So one of the best sources for information, general information, is epilepsy.com. It's sponsored by the Epilepsy Foundation and a number of other organizations, and it's a good source of accurate information on all the latest information. There, for specifically on Sarah's medication, Excopri, there's a website, excopri.com, X-C-O-P-R-I, com that that could give you more information about that but your health care provider can, or epilepsy foundation can also provide uh, additional information and, and help with patients with epilepsy I 100% uh, agree that, that the biggest problem with epilepsy is the stigma of epilepsy and and the fear and how it affects uh, um, the, the, the patients over a long period of time sometimes if I think I think that the the stigma is worse than the disease itself. Most definitely. And I got to agree with you. And Sarah Carlson, your journey has not finished yet because now you're on the other side and it's advocacy and awareness. And Dr. Michael Smith, you get out there and keep learning about treatments, triggers and making it understandable and relatable like you just did. Thank you so much for both of you for sharing this wonderful information, really. I mean, in the long and the short with the Florida Roundtable. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. 
It only took a couple of minutes and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result, more confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You want to learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as The Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, file a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. With me now, Brian Daly. He's the Community Outreach Manager for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. You know, they're a global leader in the fight against cancer, and they're dedicated to curing leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease. And today we're going to talk about a very important one, myeloma. Welcome now, Brian Daly. Hello. Hi, Melissa. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. 
Hey, no problem. Thanks for joining us. So tell us a little bit about myeloma and the prevalence of this type of blood cancer in the African-American community compared to others. Yeah, uh, myeloma is a, is a type of blood cancer similar to the ones you named, uh, like leukemia, lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's. Um, and this condition can be diagnosed in anyone, not just African-Americans. It just so happens that recently, like over the past 30 years, uh, the profile of uh, the type of patient that's that's being diagnosed with this disease, um, there's been a, a increase in the, the rate of diagnosis amongst African-Americans uh, where we're being diagnosed at a two-to-one ratio. Uh, 30 years ago, you know, the profile looked like a, a middle-aged white male in, the 70, in his 70s, um, and that's actually shifted to uh, more of a 50 to 55-year-old uh, uh, black American uh, being diagnosed at that rate uh, as of recently. So uh, I am a survivor as well as uh, the National Community Outreach Manager for the Myeloma Link program uh, through LLS. And with that in mind, um, Byron, let's talk about your experience with myeloma. Diagnosis to survivor, is that what I'm being told? Mm-hmm, that's right. So um, I did not have a history of, of cancer in my family at all. So when I was diagnosed with came to a complete surprise uh, back in 2018 when uh, I got the news. And uh, it's, it's a type of disease that's kind of stealth in nature when it comes to um, symptoms. Um, generally what happens is, you know, you'll, have a see, you'll, you'll see an elevated level of protein scale up over the course of several months, which was the case for me. And my primary care physician was able to excuse me, diagnose this, uh, will actually recognize the symptoms and the signs through those labs. Uh, but it wasn't until I was in the gym uh, playing basketball. I jammed my finger, and uh, typically, you know, in the past, I've had this injury happen before. It heals within a week. Uh, this was more like two weeks, and it looked the same as it did the day I injured it. Wow. So my primary care physician, actually, you know, he recognized this as, maybe a warning sign that it could be something more in conjunction with the lab work. So he recommended that I go to a specialist. And, um, you know, one, one thing led to another, and I got diagnosed in January of 2018 uh, with myeloma. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 2018. <laughs> that, mm. that is, and, and so you became yeah. kind of, uh, I mean, you were already going to the gym, but you, you, did, you definitely learned about and became involved with all things blood disease, huh? And uh, last year you officially yeah, joined. You did. joined in with the LLS people because I've worked with them many, many, many times. And Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, just a great leader in, in the fight against all cancers. And you found that they were so competent that you decided to join the gang, huh? That's right, yeah. I learned about uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society through my oncologist's office. I had a staff member who, um, you know, was responsible for getting information to patients uh, about their condition. And so as I was going through chemotherapy, you know, I reached out to them. I, I actually registered on their site as a patient. And uh, it was a great resource for me, not just educationally, but also, you know, when you're in chemotherapy, sometimes you, you have to go every day uh, for treatment to get um, um, lab work done and, and, you know, IVs and all that stuff. Sure. So. It could be expensive, you know, gas, uh, parking, and so forth. And if you happen to live 
in a different city than you're being treated, then it gets really expensive. So one of the things that LLS provides is a, um, a, a call center uh, for patients and, and family members who are caregivers to learn more about the disease, to understand the nuances of clinical trials, the benefits, um, you know, how to deal with mental stress related to side effects of some of the drugs that you're treated with. Um, just a plethora of, of information and resources that um, if you didn't know, then, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's one of the things that they, that the LLS, um, uh, the organization decided to do in direct response to some of the things that were happening uh, socially here in this country uh, back in 2017 uh, and moving forward is to recognize some of the disparities in healthcare, and because blood is, is sort of the space that they operate, myeloma is, is that one blood condition that disproportionately impacts African Americans. So they, they uh, launched the Myeloma Link Initiative, uh, which operates in 13 cities. And um, you know, as I was moving through my convalescence, I joined uh, LLS as a volunteer at first after you know being released from quarantine. And uh, COVID hit, and so things kind of came to a stop in terms of outreach. But I was involved in my Loma Link, and uh, several months later, the opportunity opened up for me to join the staff. And it was, uh, you know, it was was great for me. I wasn't looking to join, but, you know, it it is meaningful, purposeful, and and very fulfilling to uh, be able to to serve patients and families that, that have a similar condition. We're talking with Brian Daly. As you just heard, he is a survivor. I love that word, myeloma survivor. And he's here today to talk to us about not only the community outreach program that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society has uh, beyond Myeloma Link, but also about the fact that black people are twice the risk of developing myeloma. So how do we get uh, the black American patients, uh, first of all, getting that uh, diagnosis quicker? Yeah, so that's one of the things we're working on uh, as part of our outreach initiative is to, you know, be trusted members of the community. We, we embed ourselves. We have 13 cities that we operate, the Myeloma Link program. And through that, we're able to um, be present by connecting with partners like churches, uh, speaking during services or at events such as like maybe a health fair once or twice a year uh, at each church and by also partnering with stakeholders and, and mem- leaders in the community to seek out opportunities where we can be, you know, face-to-face and in person and, and uh, expose, you know, the wonderful benefit of, of LLS to the community. I love it. Now, um, how do you otherwise, get... if you... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, if there had been a clinical trial offered, would you have taken it or No. Because I think that you that's... Know, it was offered to me, and I declined. And uh, the reason for me declining was because, I, first and foremost, I wanted to find out what was the the most, uh, the best standard treatment, you know, outside of going into a clinical trial. Um, and then based on my profile, you know, the way that, you know, my lab work was constructed and, um, you know, just all the factors that went into determining what the best course of treatment was, uh, we did pursue a standard treatment, which was you know, several rounds of chemotherapy followed by a bone marrow transplant. Um, now, that's not to say that clinical trial would have been any better or or maybe would have been the same, but for a lot of folks, standard treatment is not 
the way to go, or they may not respond as well as I did. So, uh, you know, there's there's some hesitation in the black community about, um, you know, clinical trials. A lot of it is really just myths and unknown. And um, history, let's be honest. Not being educated enough. Right. But some of it is, yeah, is based history, in history. history of, yeah, uh, if you can recall that the Tuskegee experiment was yeah. tra- traumatizing mm-hmm. to the black community sure. as well as uh, the um, uh, I, there's a woman who was who's uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Uh, I cannot think of her name at the, at the moment, but um, she was famous for having these cells that were able to regenerate. And we're using it today to to actually find creative ways of of uh, exploring um, treatments for different types of diseases. Wow. Henrietta Lack. There it Lack, is. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, folks, regardless, though, you guys got to get checked, ladies, gentlemen, anyone within the sound of our voice, get checked. Do your regular checking diagnosis. Go to the general. uh, Go if you feel like there's something that's a little odd or you see a strange mark or you break your finger and it doesn't heal like uh, Byron had that situation. And if you want to help out, because as you said, there's there's often – a situation where a patient is miles, and I mean miles, hours from their actual treatment center. There are ways to help out. There are ways to get more information about the Beyond Myeloma uh, link and all that. And you need to tell our listeners how to uh, reach LLS and more. Yes, and and again, uh, just to emphasize that you know blood cancer is prevalent among all people. It's, uh, Correct. Myeloma just has this unique, uh, you know. Um, situation in terms of diagnosis and you know the entire population can can be um, diagnosed with this um, so the best way to reach out is lls.org on the web uh, you can also reach us uh, if you're interested in myeloma link by typing in lls.org slash myeloma m-y-e-l-o-m-a dash link um, and you can call us directly by di- uh, dialing 844-955-LINK 955-LINK, 844-955-LINK. So much information, folks. You need to help out. You need information about any of the blood cancers. And these guys are the ones to go to, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And now the community outreach manager, new position, new life, Byron Daly. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you so much, Melissa. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913-800-811-7913-800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Every time I see another instance of senseless murder, terrorism, and rioting, I'm filled with sadness. Will this hatred and division ever end? Sadly, on this earth, it will not. Only when Christ returns will there finally be harmony among all mankind. What a glorious day that'll be. 
In the meantime, how do we respond to the blatant hatred and racism in our nation? The first step is asking God to identify any pride and prejudices in our own heart. Racism is rude in pride and the danger is just how quickly it can take root in our lives. The Apostle John put it simply, whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. In order to be a part of the solution, we need to ask God to align our hearts and our minds with His. In a world filled with hate and anger, following and loving Jesus is the best place to start real change. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. Welcome back to the Florida Roundtable. It's Melissa Fox, and hundreds of billions are spent annually on medications for patients, and they don't respond to it. I'm talking about autoimmune disease therapies, some of the biggest contributors, really. Now, matching patients with their most effective therapies is a big challenge in healthcare today, especially if you have rheumatoid arthritis and autoimmune diseases. So, with that in mind, the chief medical officer at Cypher Medicine is here with us, Dr. Sam Iskarian. Welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty Thank impressive. You. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know. That was a pretty big intro there. I don't know. I don't know if you can uh, you can talk it up, but <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try, sir. All right. So, doctor, tell us really what's going on here with uh, the suffering through drug trials and errors. And it's costing us a lot of money, and we're not necessarily getting the fix we need. So talk to me. Of course. I think medicine has come a long way, uh, especially in the last 50 years. We've really started to tackle a lot of the, the things that cause people disease, right? So obviously uh, illness, um, we've come up with amazing ways to both uh, cure and prevent viral and bacterial illnesses. Uh, we've done phenomenal things over the course of mankind to, to prevent and or treat injuries. Um, but what really starts to affect humans' health now today are those complex diseases, cancers and autoimmune, that aren't as simple as being prevented or treated. And so our goal at Cypher Medicine is to really bring the level of precision and the level of efficiency to treating uh, autoimmune diseases that uh, physicians and uh, scientists have brought to treating other diseases that people no longer worry about today. Wow. You know, I have a lot of friends and listeners as well that I know out there that say, wow, I have this thing. It's debilitating. I can't get up and then I'm fine 20 minutes later and the doctors can't figure it out. And they want to, you know, put some sort of a syndrome on there and just try to treat the symptoms. Are we getting past that, Dr. Iscarian? Are we getting to a point where we can actually figure out what's wrong with people and, and fix it? We are. You know, you described it really well. What you described is, is things that the physician has to see to then be able to treat, right? So they're basically treating with their naked eye. The patient knows that something's wrong. But what we're doing is developing the technology and really putting that in the hands of physicians to see things that they can't detect with their naked eye. What's happening molecularly? What's causing those aches, pains, swelling, tenderness? in the joints of a rheumatoid arthritis patient. And very specifically, because it's complicated, what part of their immune system is overacting? There's many different parts of the immune system, and it probably is one of the most important systems in a human's body. And so you don't want to shut down that system. 
what you want to do is quiet just the part that's overacting. And at Cypher Medicine, that's the technology that we've developed for rheumatoid arthritis that now gives the physician really kind of objective data to support the right treatment for their patients that are presenting with these complicated diseases. So we're talking about, you know, this journey uh, where people end up actually getting deepening pain, sometimes suffering, loss of productivity, medical bills for prescriptions through the roof, and yet they don't get reversed. Nothing happens. And so often I, I see people give up. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm just going to deal with not being able to do anything. And I think that's so horrible. But now we've got Cypher here and, and, and Cypher just absolutely making things happen. Um, you guys want to explain a little bit about this technology for me? So in layman terms, because I'm not that bright. I mean, let's be honest, I'm in radio. So, uh, But uh, tell me about this blood test, what it discerns. Of course. No, happy to. And it really isn't uh, anything other than taking a trial and error approach that you just described. And, and that's something that no patient would want to hear because the error part is, well, we weren't treating it correctly. Let's try something else. Mm. That's never good news to a patient suffering from autoimmune diseases because once the disease progresses, there isn't really anything that puts it back at an earlier stage. So the goal that the physician really is trying to achieve is to prevent that progression of disease. And so what we've done at Cypher really is our first test in the world of autoimmune disorder uh, treatment selection is develop PRISM RA. And what PRISM RA does is it really just simple blood test that's taken uh, by the patient. The results are really analyzed and provided to the provider and the patient that say this is the part of the immune system in this patient that's overacting. And that's what's causing it to attack their joints. Rheumatoid arthritis, exactly as you described, impacts over 1.5 million Americans. And while it's not deadly, it is absolutely debilitating. Within 10 years of diagnosis, if left untreated or not treated really efficiently, most Americans are disabled and no longer working as a result of having this disease. And so our goal is to do what you described, to turn it into something where they can live a very high quality of life because they're under the right treatment. They could be enjoying all the sunshine and, and great outdoors that Florida has to offer by knowing that they were detected to have the disease and they were placed on the right treatment that looked at their molecular underlying cause of rheumatoid arthritis. And that treatment's going to be effective for them and allow them to really go on living their lives without much interruption to what they normally enjoy on a daily basis. Oh, wow. This is fantastic. I'd like to use the word breakthrough, honestly, because I know so many people and doctors, too, who are like, well, a lot of times these symptoms are caused by medication that they're taking, and then they take medication on top of that to deal with those symptoms that they're getting from the medication ad infinitum ad nauseum. It just goes and goes. This cycle can be broken now courtesy of Cypher. Cypher's got it figured out. And Dr. Sam Iscarian is with us right now. He's the chief medical officer. Tell us a little bit about yourself, won't you? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm an uh, internal medicine physician by training. I really have focused my entire career on getting to early diagnosis and prevention of disease, right? So at my kind of what drives me in the morning is knowing that we can change the healthcare system to something that 
doesn't create anxiety, but creates relief, knowing that the healthcare system is really working to improve patient lives, to really increase the number of healthy days that we enjoy um, as a society, and to really give physicians the right tools at their fingertips to be able to do that. With the advances that we've seen in technology, my goal has always been to really take that technology. In this case, at Cypher, all the advances that we've uh, been able to use at our disposal came from the Human Genome Project. So when we were able to map the genome, what are we able to do with it? And being able to, to create the PRISM RA test that uses the human genome findings to then determine what's causing someone's rheumatoid arthritis and then give that to the hands of a physician who can prescribe the right treatment for that cause uh, really kind of motivates me and inspires me to keep doing this incredible work. Heck, yeah. Dr. Iscari, and I know many of my listeners right now are like, where can I get more information? Will my doctor have this? How do we do this? <laughs> so let's simplify it quickly. Is it coming soon? Is it already out there, The uh, this new blood test that uh, Cypher has figured out, Cypher Medicine? How do we How do we get this going? No, our, our goal is to put this in the hands of physicians and their patients, you know, across the board, all across Florida. This is available. Uh, if anyone is interested, I really recommend that they have a conversation with their primary care provider or the specialist that's treating them, usually a rheumatologist. They can also find much more information about the test at prismra.com. That's prismra.com. So what's the next thing now that you've pretty much conquered rheumatoid arthritis and the autoimmune disease uh, conundrum? What, what are we doing now? Are we working on space travel? What's next for Dr. Iscarian? <laughs> no, the good news is, you know, autoimmune disorders really haven't been looked at in the same level that we've been really fighting to find cures and treatments for cancer, as an example. So we have a lot more uh, work to do. We have lupus. We have multiple sclerosis. Uh, we have those, those bowel diseases like ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. And, and right now our focus is on those, really trying to find the right way to get, take, again, a simple test that we can deliver to, to providers treating patients with ulcerative colitis uh, and Crohn's so that they can be put on the right uh, medication and, again, enjoy that really high quality of life. Our goal at Cypher is to release one new test in a different autoimmune disease area every year for the next five years. So that's going to definitely keep me busy uh, for the short term. Heck, yeah. It sounds like a good mission and a good vision and a good goal. Dr. Sam Asgarian, he's the chief medical officer at Cypher Medicine. And again, if you want more information about this wonderful new blood test that will help figure out and uh, and deal with rheumatoid arthritis as well as some autoimmune disease challenges, go to prismra.com. Oh, Dr. Iscarian, what a great interview. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Greatly appreciate it. At Rural King, nobody beats our prices on farm and home favorites, like Livingston Garden Seeds, 10 for 10 bucks, or 40-pound bags of fertilizer, only $11.99. Or how about our own lawn and garden batteries for just $28.99 a pop? Plus $100 off all Husqvarna riding mowers and zero turns. Stock up on these and all our unbeatable prices at RuralKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King, America's farm and home store. 
Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year, more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. Call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. 802-341-4542. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Florida is kayaking country. Kayaks are a great vessel for exploring the state's beautiful waterways, but it's important to be prepared for the journey regardless of your experience level. Get your boater education and learn about you and your craft's abilities. It'll help you have a safer, more enjoyable time on the water. Before you go, know your limits and always wear your life jacket. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? It's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.